0: Buddy, and thank you so much this for listening to this week's episode of talking sports with evan as always i am brought coming to you live on youtube during my recording as well this will be posted um via anchor to anywhere you can find uh, podcasts um spotify itunes uh you name it uh, but will be posted a little later today um so again thank you all for listening and i am evan Vitalison, your with have a lot to talk about here today um, on today's episode of Talking Sports with Evan. Barry Alvarez is retiring effective June 30th. That was announced earlier this week. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Barry Alvarez and what legacy and what he meant to the University of Wisconsin. I'm also going to talk about what's next for UW. Are they go. Uh, what what do they need to do now? Um, with this position Milwaukee Brewers we they are a week and a day into the season as of recording sitting at three and four um after a loss against St. Louis in their home opener um last uh last night um what is there to worry about what are the worries what are um the 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 pros so far what are the, the cons, and should we, should we be worried yet about the, the lack of offense thus far that we've seen from the Brewers? And if there's time, I'll talk a little bit of Packer uh, and NFL draft, I guess crushes, I'll call them, guys that I really like in the NFL draft, um, and some guys who I wouldn't mind seeing in a Packer uniform, continue that discussion, and Milwaukee Bucks. They fell to the Dallas Mavericks yesterday to go three and three on their um, six trip, uh, six game uh, trip out west, where they lost to the the Clippers, beat the Lakers, beat the Kings, um, beat the Trailblazers, lost to the Warriors, and lost to the uh, Mavericks. So tonight they play Charlotte without Giannis and Drew Holiday this time. Um, is there? Should we be worried about Giannis? Um his knee, um, he's missed a few games now due to um knee soreness and is it time to be worried? And I'm gonna kinda talk about my my thoughts there on his on his knee. So So with that said, this show, as always, is presented to you by um, Coach Evan Fitness. If you're looking to start getting healthier, start taking control of your health, um, looking for ideas, helps, and tips, and coaching, then I want to help you with that. And you can email me, coachevan66 at gmail.com, and we could get going on that. So you can also tweet me. At Evan Witt Sports, if you're on Twitter, Facebook, Talking Sports with Evan, um, Gmail, Talking Sports with Evan at Gmail.com. If you have any comments about the show, any ideas, any suggestions, um, feel free to let me know and please like and subscribe to wherever you're, you listen to your podcast, either be it iTunes or Spotify. Um, like and subscribe and uh, give me a review. Um, I'm trying to grow. Uh, my podcast, I'm trying to grow it up, uh, and I would love to, uh, love to continue to grow this platform. So with that said, as I mentioned, uh, starting with talking, uh, Barry Alvarez, uh, Barry Alvarez, he is a man who, when he enters the room, you know, he's there. That's just the presence that he has. He was he, with the University of Wisconsin for 32 years in some capacity. Most recently as athletic director, football coach uh, up through, I want to say, 2003 or 2004. Um, he's, he, you can't talk about Wisconsin without talking about him first. And, you know, Pat Richter hired him, Donna Shalala, Pat Richter, they hired him. Uh, and he had a job that was almost impossible. Um, the football team had fallen into a funk. They have not, they hadn't played a winning football in forever. And he had a tough task ahead of him. And it only took a couple years to get the winds of flowing and then the Rose Bowls and then, Um, the rest, as they say, was history, and Alvarez is a guy who definitely was great for Wisconsin, right place, right time, and he never wanted to leave, he had his chances to go to the NFL, I know the Packers wanted to interview him after they, um, after Mike Holmgren left, and then after, I think, Ray Rhodes was let go, I believe they want, they were trying to interview Alvarez, The Miami Hurricanes wanted him when Donna Shalala went to work for the Hurricanes. And he always, his home, his love, his passion was in Wisconsin, in Madison, coaching the Badgers and being the athletic director for the Badgers. That's where his love, his compassion, his uh, everything was. So he rebuilt the football program basically from the ground up. And he brought greatness across the UW Athletic Department for the most part during his time as Athletic Director. We saw a ton of success in the men's basketball program, women's hockey program, men's hockey program, rowing, softball, soccer. Um, The only thing that really hasn't gotten better during his tenure at Wisconsin would be the women's basketball team. And I'm sure that's something that if he could fix, he would. But, you know, Alvarez is a guy who, as I said, he's a guy whose personality can fill up the room. I remember back when I was in eighth grade, um, I was working uh, a couple nights a week where my dad worked, you know, uh, cleaning up, doing uh, work around the shop and whatnot. And they did a dinner every, a Christmas dinner, I want to say, every year. And we were at uh, some fancy restaurant on, I want to say, west side of Madison, and in the banquet room we were in, um, we had a couple tables in there, and off in the corner was Coach Alvarez and his family um, enjoying their meal. So I do regret that um, during my uh, short life into the media world, I haven't gotten the opportunity to talk to him, to introduce myself to him, to interview him, because he's someone that I've really enjoyed uh as a kid who grew up in Madison and the pipe dream which never came to fruition is I would have wanted loved to play for him at Wisconsin which unfortunately never happened for me blessed with size and intelligence on the football field but unfortunately not the athletic ability or the the smart uh classroom wise to get into to Wisconsin and you know I'm I'm happy and proud of the route I took But, you know, I think that would have been very cool. You know, everyone that ever played for him has nothing but great things to say about him. And some of my my favorite memories as a Badger fan growing up in Madison, I remember the game in Tokyo against Michigan State. Um, The Badgers needed to win in order to get into the Rose Bowl. And boy, did they 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 get the big win in Tokyo and uh propel their way into the uh propel their way into the um the, the the Rose Bowl and that was one of three um that he won and uh I I remember because so I was really young um I want to say it was 93 so I was ten, um, and I remember be, for the fact that, yep, October, December fifth, nineteen ninety three, um, Badgers beat Michigan State forty-one to twenty in order to uh, get to the Rose Bowl, and Wisconsin tied a school record that year with nine, set in nineteen oh one, and snapped an eight-game. Sorry, my my computer screen keeps jumping on me for no reason. Um, to the bottom of the page, that I'm. Uh, I just want to make sure I got the information right. Um. And snapped a an eight-game losing streak to Michigan State and got Alvarez the Big Ten Coach of the Year that season. I remember that game, watching it at home, staying up late because it's in Tokyo. Um, thanks for my dad for allowing me to do that as a ten-year-old. I don't, you know, it's, I. Didn't get to stay up late very often, but that was uh, one of the times and I was grateful for it. I remember playing uh, playing against Hawaii and Ron Dane just completely ran all over Hawaii. Uh, I think he had over 300 yards that game. Um, the Rose Bowl win against UCLA back in 93 when they, uh, it was UCLA's home stadium and Wisconsin basically took over that stadium. Um... Other Wisconsin memories and highlights would be the game where jump around started. It was uh, um, Jamal Fletcher intercepts uh, Drew Brees right before the end of the uh, third quarter, October 10th, 1998. Drew Brees throws an interception. The Fletcher returns for 52 yards for a touchdown at the end of the third quarter. And then that's when uh, the whole jump around started. So that another another memory that stands out to me during Alvarez's tenure, um, coming back to coach in 2015 for the January 1st bowl game when Anderson left abruptly. He, uh, you know, the players wanted it. He came out from the athletic director's chair and coached one more time uh, and got them the uh, the bowl win. Uh, Ron Dane securing the NCAA rushing record, which to me should still be the rushing record um, for the fact that uh, they don't count Bow uh, stats in those categories. So that's ended up why he got the uh, ended up why he he lost the, uh, the record. Um, his final game as head coach against Auburn on uh, 2006, January 2nd. Another great moment, Brian Calhoun, who came in from uh, Colorado, uh, transferred back to his home state school and got the victory. And then uh, Miracle in the Metrodome, as the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel classifies it, the Badgers beat the Gophers following a blocked punt in a 2005 game against the Gophers, and that took... uh, 38-34 win, and that took a long stretch of Wisconsin hanging on to the X. They didn't lose it again until a couple years ago. They took it that game, and they didn't lose it again uh, until, like I said, a couple years ago. The Michigan win in 93, where unfortunately some fans got injured uh, storming the field, but that was a huge win. And then Brooks Bollinger, a true freshman, true freshman, um, down seventeen, nothing against the Ohio Ohio State, and Bollinger gets inserted into the game, leads Wisconsin to the victory, um, and then that propels the Badgers to two uh, Rose Bowl victories in a row against UCLA once again, and then Stanford. So Alvarez leaves a huge legacy at Wisconsin, left it in the football program, which. Now, Paul Crisp, the head coach, uh, is doing a great job sustaining his legacy. Um, I think the one bad mark on his resume, on uh, Alvarez's resume, when it comes to football, is possibly probably giving Gary Anderson the job in the first place.
1: <clears throat>
0: Hindsight being twenty-twenty, he probably would have tried to pluck. Um, he probably would have tried to pluck Chris from Pitt a year earlier. Um, you know, because Chris just got the pit job over has helped him get the pit job. And he didn't want, um, basically him to be him to leave after one year. So he hired Anderson and Anderson had some pretty good success, uh, early on at Wisconsin. But honestly, I don't think, um, Anderson would have, uh, sustained that success with the way he was recruiting. And then, um, after Anderson left to go to Oregon state, he, uh, made that decision, corrected that decision, and gave the job to Paul Christ. And I'm excited to see the where the football team's going with that decision and uh, Jim Leonard running the defense. And uh, those are going to be big shoes to fill. The athletic director's chair, whoever does fill it, um, I'm not sure what they're going to do. By you know state law, they do have to uh, post a position for a week before they can fill it. And they've also talked about they're going to do a national search, and they're going to have a number of people serve on a, 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 like a search committee to determine who the next guy is going to be. I think Chris McIntosh, former Badger left tackle, is probably the front runner for it, as he has been pretty much groomed for the last several years um, to take over that position. And, but we'll see if it, if it does happen. So I would love for you to tweet at me. Um, Love for you to comment on the Facebook Live video, um, if you could. If you're a Badger fan, if you're a Barry Alvarez fan, um, tweet at me at Evan with um, talking sports with Evan. Let me know what are your favorite um, Alvarez memories at Wisconsin. I talked about a few. Um, what are yours? What stands out to you? What do you remember during his tenure at Wisconsin? Obviously, running back you, um, Ron Dane, Brett Moss. Terrell Fletcher, Michael Bennett, Brian Calhoun, Anthony Davis, uh, Alvarez had some great running backs during his day. Aaron Stecker, um, Carl McCullough, he had some really solid backs during his day. Um, running back, you came the the big the big uh, boys up front, the offensive line that was the size of NFL offensive lines. Um, that happened during him. Aaron Gibson uh, is one. Chris McIntosh, I mentioned, Bill Ferrario, um, a lot of Casey Rybach, a lot of great offensive linemen have also come through uh, Wisconsin, which started with uh, with Alvarez and continues with uh, Paul Chris today. And Bilama had success keeping this uh, program going. And like I said, they did pretty good with uh, Gary Anderson, but I think he took them about as far as he could go, and he knew that when he left, so... With that said, again, at Evan with Sports, you can comment on the Facebook live video if that's where you're watching it too, Talking Sports with Evan on Facebook. What stands out to you about Barry Alvarez during his tenure at Wisconsin? And I will read them during next week's show. You can also email them to me, Sports with Evan at gmail.com. So moving on, I have to... Uh, uh rush through a couple things now because i do have a high school football game i have to get to to broadcast uh through the racine raiders uh youtube page with don wadowitz so i do have to speed up a little bit so probably not going to get to packers today but brewers i'll definitely talk about brewers at time of recording currently sit at three and four and what were the good during the first week of the season well that's easy Woody and Burns and Freddy Peralta; those three combined in combined to give up four hits. I want to say, Burns gave up two hits total in his two starts, one each. Peralta gave up one in his, uh, Woodworth gave up one in his most recent start. I, you know, not counting uh, opening day for Wood, um, but Peralta, Burns, and Wood w- Woodworth are. Been the bright spots, you know. Brandon Woodworth was a little, uh, a little wild uh, game one, but his most recent start, yeah, uh, yes, two night, two days ago against the Cubs, was just electric. Um, Corbin Burns, both his starts were electric, took no hitters into the sixth inning, both games. And Freddie Peralta, who he's the X factor. I, I, as I said a couple weeks ago, he's one of the X factors in this pitching staff. If he's ready to take that next step, as The next Brewer starter, they have a three-headed monster uh, in the rotation that can compete with anybody. And then you go along with Anderson and uh, Adrian Hauser. That's a pretty scary rotation, if you ask me. Um, Omar Nevaez has been a positive. He struggled uh, offensively last year, but played really well uh, with the glove, which has never been a strength for him. Um, But his bat has been electric this year, getting hits left and right. Big hits uh, when they need them most. Um, Breaking up no hitters twice. And then Travis Shaw has been a gem coming back to Milwaukee. Great to see him back with the Brewers, and he's doing some great work with the bat. And defensively, both third base and first base, really enjoy seeing what I see from him. Things that could be worrisome... um, Keston Hera not hitting really well, got his first hit of the season yesterday. Um, in yesterday's game against St. Louis, their home opener, um, scored the Brewers' only run as well on a double error. Um, Avisal Garcia has struggled a little bit. And then Devin Williams has given up two runs this season, uh, two outings, one run more than he gave up all of last year. I'm not worried yet. <laughs> And my my uh, my show sheet I have in front of me I uh, I put question mark afterwards because I'm not worried yet um kesten Hira learning a brand new position um uh, learning the defensive sides of first base he's gonna pull pro- he's gonna get it together he's going to start getting hits and bunches you just got to be patient with him he's had nothing but success at every level he had been at and this is his first full year in the big leagues. You know, last year, 60 game due to COVID. And then he was only up for part of the year, you know, the year prior. This is his first full season in the big leagues. He has to adjust to major league pitching. Everything's come easy for him. Now it's up to him to uh, figure it out and start nailing it from there. And then Avista Garcia, his numbers are going to improve too. Um, he's now kind of in a platoon system in the outfield with uh, Lorenzo Kane and Jackie Bradley Jr. And those numbers are going to come. Um, we just got to be patient. And Devin Williams is going to be fine. We're seven games into the season. Seven games. You don't win divisions or lose divisions in the first seven games of the year. That's where you figure things out. And that's where you start um, trying to pick it up a little bit. And both Low Cain and uh, Colton Wong, who might have to take a trip to the I.L., they both recently post-game, because um, a lot of people are blaming the the uh, the, the hitting coach um, for the lack of hitting, they were very quick to defend him. And at the end of the day, Lorenzo Cain is right. Here's Lorenzo Cain's quote. I don't want to say, I do want to say this, that Andy Haynes and my guy Cruiser are definitely two of the hardest working hitting coaches in the league. I don't think things are going the way they want it it too early on but I'll vouch for those two guys any day of the week and us as men we've got to step up we've got to go out there and get the job done at the end of the day Lorenzo Cain is right it's the personnel who are holding the bats that need to figure it out a hitting coach can only do so much the hitting coach is not going to hold the bat for you all they're going to do is get you data on what these pitches like to, pitchers are facing like to do Give them some, you know, what they're noticing on videos, some tips, some advice. But at the end of the day, guys like Justin Hira, Garcia, uh, Low Kane, Yellett, Shaw, they have to figure it out, and they have to get it together. Um, that's my thought there. The pitch, The hitting coach and the pitching coach are easy scapegoats when guys aren't playing well. But at the end of the day, the players have to get better. That's just the way it is. Um, and Wong had some good things to say about, uh, him as well. Um, and they said this unsolicited, like nobody no, no reporter, no media member asked them about the hitting coach. They offered this unsolicited. So obviously word got to them that a lot of Brewer fans have been critical of the hitting coach and they were quick to defend their guy. So, um, other Brewer news: Orlando Arcia got moved. Um, that's a move that I'm not a huge. I understand, but I'm not a huge fan of it. I think you're taking a big risk. Um, basically, handing the position to Lu- Luis Urias. Um, he hasn't shown that he can stay healthy. He hasn't shown that he has a major league bat. He hasn't shown that um, you know he can handle ma- you know handle in the major leagues. With Arcia, you had a safety net. He's a guy that's come up with big hits and big situations in um, big moments his entire career. Um, game 163 in Chicago, for example, going 4-4-4, four four. Um, big home runs. He's a guy that's been around. He was a good safety net to have both at third base and shortstop. And maybe they felt that having that safety net uh, would uh, hurt Urias, and that's why they sent had gone, so basically it's his time to shut up or put up. Um, Put up or shut up time. And maybe that's why they did it, but great locker room guy. Better than people think, better than people remember him as. Um, A lot of people, to me, down on him for really no good reason, to be honest. He got a lot of the the blame for uh, things that go well. But he's a guy that was kind of the glue to the team. Um, they still have some glue guys, so that's hopefully not going to hurt too much. But I don't like moving a proven big league talent when you have an unproven guy who you pretty much just handed the job to. No, that's a move I don't like. And then moving on to Milwaukee Bucks, uh, West Coast trip wasn't great. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great, going 3-3. Three and three. Um they buck's return home today and my biggest concern right now is Giannis. He's missing another game today with knee soreness. Um no word on exactly how long it is and how long it's going to keep him out or how serious it is and how long it's going to keep him out, but that is concerning now. Um my my thought is that if this was a playoff game, he would fight through it. Maybe they just want to make sure he gets healthy for the playoffs. Um but I am concerned. And Really, what I want to see from the Milwaukee Bucks for the rest of the season is I want to see them get healthy and get things set for the playoffs. So P.J. Tucker, get him healthy, get Giannis healthy, get Drew Holiday healthy, who's out tonight with a knee contusion. Get those guys healthy and focus on the playoffs. Um, You're a top three seed in the East, guaranteed. You can still jump up to a one seed seed. Um, with games you got left, you have two against Philly and two against the Nets back-to-back. Get healthy for the playoffs and go from there. That's what I want to see as a Bucks fan. Um, so, need to go into the playoffs with momentum. So, with that said, I do have to go. Um, I do appreciate you all spending some time listening to the show here today. I'll be back at you next week. Talk some NFL draft um, overall. Uh, talk some NFL draft from a Packer fan perspective and I'm going to try to get a guest on that can talk about some uh, prospects to look at when the Packers are picking at number 29. So with that said thank you so much for listening to Talking Sports with Evan and I hope you all have a great and safe weekend. I'll get back at you later.